stop where you are. Please. Halt. Halt. And if you are just listening to the podcast feed, but you'd rather say, oh, I would love to see their faces while they read fan fiction. You can. Yes, you can. Head to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wisteria gaze and it's open to everyone to watch a video version of our desperate fan fiction hello hello welcome to a very special episode oh it's so special <laughs> of wisteria gaze baby <laughs> this is normally a show where i'm mckenzie and i liz watch and discuss every episode of desperate housewives but every once in a while we want to celebrate something special yeah and we're celebrating something special today Hell we yeah. just hit ten thousand thousand downloads ten thousand downloads that's wild i did you ever think we would get here no <laughs> me neither i didn't think anyone would listen to this podcast and i love each and every one of you that listens to this and it's so cool to me that we have hit ten thousand and if you remember you remember Me? yeah last time when we celebrated a thousand downloads yes we read a little steamy fan fiction mm -hmm. and this time we're switching it up we're reading more steamy fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> i was i was curious i was on the edge of my seat i was like oh do you have something planned like, i don't know about? um i just prepped fanfic uh <laughs> yeah. what's going on yeah we're uh, reading some more steamy fan fiction some of which was submitted by listeners yes Oh, it's it's more it's I feel like it's going to be more cursed than last time. Oh, I've gotten some some cursed choices, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I just want to put a warning right here. This is going to be explicit, explicit sexual content ahead. S so just be warned. If that's yeah. not your jam, feel free to give this episode a little skip. Yeah. And we'll see you next week for back when we go back to Desperate Housewives. Yes. <laughs> the, the canon. The the non-sensual podcast yes. that we do. <laughs> yeah, we are. We, I feel like we have a lot of horny jokes on our yeah. podcast. And this is just like the culmination of those horny jokes. Mm -hmm. So... Where should we begin? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Um, I feel like you go first. Okay. Okay. So I, for my first, I'm going to start with what I think is my most tame one. Okay. I've skimmed a bit of these. That's why I haven't fully read them. <laughs> but the thing, reason why I chose this one is because it's set around the episode, One More Kiss, that we just talked about. Oh. Where like Gabby and Tom kissed and then Lynette and Carlos kissed. So this so, fan fiction is set around that scenario. Oh my God. It's a Lynette and Carlos fan fiction. It's actually Gabby Tom. Oh. So it is called The Kit. No, it's called My Favorite Mistake. <laughs> There's two chapters. I'm sorry. Chapter one, it's called The Kiss. Uh, this was written by M.S. Dawn. We will post in the show notes the links to these fan fictions if you want to yes. go support and comment and love on these people for their work. Uh, this was published in 2018, so it's pretty recent. Oh, wow. So you ready for chapter one, The Kiss? <clears throat> yes. Gabrielle Solis tasted like sin. Sweet, sticky lip gloss, a breath of red wine and pure unfiltered sin <laughs> jesus christ okay <laughs> tom scavo stared at his ceiling fan watching each blade spin lazily in succession trying to will himself back to sleep it was impossible despite the four beers he'd thrown back at the vandekamps tom was wide awake his wife lynette slept next to him soundly her breathing labored back turned toward him unaware of her husband's racing mind tom preferred it to stay that way 
If Lynette knew he was thinking about his kiss with Gabrielle, she'd be furious. That's not to say she wasn't already furious about what happened, but Tom would wait for that argument in the morning. He knew it was wrong, but as hard as he tried, he couldn't stop thinking of how Gabby tasted. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) How her lips felt against his own. How her hands felt against his face. How, How she tasted like a nice little... Caesar salad. <laughs> mm, I love a Caesar salad. She tasted like anchovies. <laughs> How she tilted her head upwards to kiss him deeper. And he found himself so lost in her that he returned the favor. They broke apart with a pop. <laughs> I can't do it. Can you do a popping noise? Oh, there we go. He could feel all the blood in his body rush to his face, relieved it hadn't traveled to another part of his body. No. (laughs) His dick. He tried to play it off like a silly joke between friends, but he looked at his wife a moment later and he knew she'd seen it too. The kiss revealed something he'd been fighting back for a long time. (gasps) He was attracted to Gabby. What warm-blooded man wasn't? He wanted to feel bad. He wanted to feel guilty. Wanted is an italicized. Oh. So that's why I'm trying to get a little okay. oomph to it. Yeah. You know? You're an actor. He wanted to forget any of this ever happened. But based on how he was feeling tonight, he was wishing it w- away wouldn't be so easy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Tom yeah. sat up in bed, careful not to disturb Lynette as he swung his legs over the side. The digital clock read 12.58 and he groaned not knowing how, knowing how tired he would be for the rest of his day should i try to skip to a sexy part sure if you want we would like to basically he's just this whole chapter is him just being like man i want to fuck gabby man, so I'm, bad oh god i'm so horny oh god oh, i can't god. I got, oh she tasted like those little fish and then at the end he goes downstairs he gets a drink and he's wondering if gabby was thinking about the kiss and although he didn't know it yet he was absolutely right oh my god the next chapter is chapter two hazy dream and I'll skim this real quick because this is Gabby's. <laughs> this is Gabby's part. Oh. So the next, so the first dream was Tom agonizing over the kiss. This is Gabby. Gabrielle Solis paused at her vanity mirror to take a look at herself as she passed to go to the bathroom. She had just woken up from the strangest dream where a sandy-haired man swept her from her feet, his hazel eyes <laughs> studying her endearingly, and she felt the urge to kiss him again. Oh, my God. Pr- italicized. Again? <laughs> She frowned, breaking her stare to venture over to the toilet, trying to make sense of her hazy dream on the toilet, I guess. (laughs) There were strong hands, a wide smile that stretched from ear to ear, minty breath with a touch of hops. Those are my strong hands. (laughs) She gasped as the realization hit her. The man in the dream was not her husband. It was Tom Scott. She thought the sandy-haired man was Carlos. That's... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's Sandy Harris, not Carlos. <laughs> this was Tom, Lynette's husband, a friend, never anything more. She had never thought of him in any other way than just the man who lived down the street. Italicized. So why are you thinking about kissing him again? I wonder if that's like her brain, like her brain on the inside's like, bitch. Yeah. Why are you thinking about kissing him? How dare you? <laughs> frustrated she finished her business flush she was on the toilet she was pissing that's funny then stormed back to her vanity to look in the mirror again this was silly it was nothing more than a kiss she forced herself to laugh at the notion that it could possibly be anything more but she felt uneasy as she turned the light back off and climbed into her bed with carlos 
She curled up against her pillow and closed her eyes. Dream Tom appeared almost immediately, shirtless, outside mowing the Scavo's small lawn. <laughs> she has a thing for gardeners. Oh, my God. They, they, they just took the thing for gardeners and just put it on top of Tom. Oh, my God. Gabby watched him carefully, enjoying the sheen on his skin from the sweat that formed in the hot sun. His back muscles strained, strained through each swift movement of the grass. <laughs> movement. John Rowland had taught Gabby that mowing the lawn was an art form, not just a little fantasy. And Tom Scavo was doing just that. You know, because he mowed her lawn so many times. Yeah. He, sh- he shaved her pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the implication that one time? I think so. Oh, my God. Um, but Tom was better because it was hot. She squirmed against her silk sheets, imagining mm-hmm. what it would be like to touch him, his arms sticky with sweat, his surprised puppy dog eyes that widened when they took her in. When she'd kiss him, it was soft and genuine, something she hadn't felt from Carlos in a long time. <gasps> it was refreshing, the newness of his lips, of his breath, of his surprise, flustered reaction. Suddenly, the dream shifted, and Gabby was kissing Tom Scavo once again. And that is... My favorite mistake by oh MS Dawn. A little bit cut out for time, but that's yes. it. Yes. I loved it. Very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> um, should we stay on the explicit train or should we dive into something a little a little more tame? I let's I go go with your heart, King. Go with your heart. Okay. Maybe you I mean, because I have one explicit mm-hmm. fan fiction, but it's also very cursed. So maybe I should Ooh. save that one. Okay, okay. I have one that's much more explicit as well. Okay. My, I mean, that was um, more dream yeah. sequences. I have one where people are fucking actively. Okay, so. and so do I. Thank God. <laughs> um, I guess I'll like do a little bit of a tame one. Okay. Um, This one is called Where Five Housewives Haven't Gone Before. By Jennifer Oksana. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so this is basically um, Wisteria Lane across several universes. So this person took each of the housewives and put them in a different setting. Like Edie is in the Pirates of the Caribbean. What? Brie is in Kill Bill. <gasps> what? Gabrielle's in Grey's Anatomy. What? Susan's in Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer. Oh, yes. Lynette's in Stargate Atlantis. I know nothing about Stargate. Are they missing anyone? Those are like the main ladies. Five. Brie. I feel like there was another one. Helen. I don't know. <laughs> Helen like Rowland. Yeah. John's, John's mom. Um, um, no, I think that's that is amazing. It's kind of a long piece, so like I don't know if you want to pick and choose the ones you like the most. They and, like, all read sound them. So good. I have to. I have to at least hear Grey's Anatomy. Yes. And, but I Kill Bill. I love. Yeah. And Buffy. I love. I mean. Can we hear those three? Yeah. Do you want me to start in order with yeah, when they yeah, su- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll start off with Brie Killbill. Oh my god, yes. Brie has changed, <gasps> Lynette realizes, looking at the figure sitting on the bed of the best hotel in the city, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it's not that Brie doesn't smoke, it's more that this is a non smoking room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Somehow this change is easier to focus on than the feeling Lynette gets tight and a little achy from what Brie is wearing. What scene of Kill Bill is this? I don't know. <laughs> Black leather 
pants. <laughs> a green shirt that's not disguising anything. Sleeves cut off and neatly resewn. What? <laughs> the boots are lace up, also comforting. Except for the part where Bree is wearing leather pants, smoking a cigarette, and claims to be a paid contract killer these days. <laughs> this is not Kill Bill at all. How how are my children? Bree, sorry. How are my children? Bree asks. Why she <laughs> Tilting her head back as the smoke swirls from her lips and her fingers dangle uh, the cigarette dangerously close to the floor. How do you think? Lynette answers, sitting down in the chair across from Bree. Their father's dead and their mother's disappeared. That doesn't tell me anything, Bree says, opening one cat-like eye to pin Lynette with a gaze. It's okay, she's smoking with her cigarette on the floor and one eye open. <laughs> My children. <laughs> Your kids are fucked up, Bree, Lynette says. Whoa. You should go see them, talk to them. Phyllis is taking care of them for now, but Andrew is in the middle of emancipating himself and Danielle's failing all her classes. Yeah, they're fucked up. <laughs> they're really fucked up. <laughs> Brie lets the cigarette drop and crushes it out with the heel of her boot, <gasps> watching Lynette watch her do it. Watching Lynette watch her do it. With something that expresses itself on her face as amusement. Is it carpet? <laughs> and their lives will improve by dis oh and their lives will improve by discovering their mother kills people for a living certainly Andrew would be impressed but do you really think that Danielle would even believe me Brie asked <laughs> Andrew's down but Danielle's a fucking narc we yeah. don't like her <laughs> Brie I don't believe you Lynette <gasps> says trying to ignore the sick part of her stomach that absolutely does <laughs> 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 yes, you do, Bree replies. Idly. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I do, Lynette says, and it scares the hell out of me, Bree. It wasn't so large of a change, Bree says dreamily. I was already a crack shot. I know how to do things right the first time. My bosses call me Coup de Grace. I take headshots. <laughs> I improved that part. Oh, uh, just the gunshot. Gunshot. She's okay. a, she did say I do. I oh, thank God. Shots. Thank God. Thank God. And that was a little more graphic than I wanted to get. Lynette said, rubbing <gasps> her arm. I feel like Lynette would be down with contract killing, though. Is that yeah. Weird? No, I think she would be a contract killer. Yeah, I feel like this should be switched. I feel like Brie would more so be the one that's like, I'm uncomfy with this. Who's the woman with the eye patch in Kill Bill? Um, L Driver. That's Brie. Not Brie. That's. I mean, now that I think about Brie. Edie, though. That's Edie, yeah. That actress, they look very similar. I was going to say Lynette in that part also could be good. Uh, we're going to rewrite this. Yes. Um, Brie snorts, stands up, and walks over to Lynette. She puts one cool paw on each side of Lynette's face and lifts paw? it to her. <laughs> like, yes. like a dog She's paw? a furry. <laughs> She's wearing a full fursuit. <laughs> She's been a fursuit the whole time. And they just forgot to mention it. The, le the black leather pants are over the fursuit. It's just part of it. Yes. Don't lie to me, Lynette, Bree says. I'm telling you things I could die for. It's impolite not to return the favor. The British accent is killing me. I did this last time. I know, I love it. <laughs> That's Bree's voice. 
The last thing Lynette thinks before her lips are crushed against Breeze is kissing. Yeah, they're kissing. Why are they kissing? I don't know. Because she put a a big meaty paw on her face. (laughs) Big meaty claws. Yeah. Um, If there was lady on lady kissing in Kill Bill, it would be my favorite movie of all time. Yes. So where's the scene in Kill Bill? (laughs) Is it a cut scene? Um, but the last thing she thinks is that Brie hasn't changed much. S- she's gone when Lynette wakes up. It's like she was never here, except for a business card that is displayed attractively against the hotel's clearly Brie rearranged fruit basket. What? <laughs> that sentence is a lot. Uh, Sophie Driver Business Agency is all it says. Lynette stares at it for a whole half hour before the front desk rings and tells her she has to go. Is That's the end? Yeah, of that one. Sophie Driver? Is that supposed to be like Sophie Fatale, the character in Kill Bill? Sure. Who knows? Let's go. Okay, next is Gabrielle. Grey's Anatomy. I've been watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy yes. lately. I've watched some of it with you. Yes. We're on season four now. Oh, wow. I missed all of season three. <laughs> <laughs> we binged, okay? So I'm in a very big Grey's Anatomy mood. I'm very excited about this. Okay. I think you're going to be especially excited about this one. Oh, thank God. You're pregnant? Izzy asked. Izzy! <laughs> Digging another spoonful of ice cream out of the carton of custom-packed sweet cream. that's wild i thought that you were child free for life and all that's my izzy voice it's good it's good Captain haggle thank you i was my idiot husband replaced my birth control with a placebo gabrielle replied shaking her head so is she friends with izzy yeah i guess so they both work in the hospital together so she works here probably doctor i'm just assuming okay i wasn't given a uh an origin. What is the what is the chapter a background? A, a prologue. A prologue. Keep going. I believe in you. <laughs> I want to know what the tea. Uh, I'm so glad you could come visit from Seattle. Oh, so she's visiting. Okay. I still don't know why you decided to become a surgeon. You could still be at the top of your game in New York. That and was Gabby to Izzy. Yes, that was okay. Gabby to Izzy. I'll switch up their voices. So this next voice is an Izzy voice. Okay. And you're here in Nowheresville, <laughs> married to another corporate criminal, Izzy pointed out. Nobody knows where they'll end up, and it's not like you loved being a model either. I loved being a model, Gabrielle protested. 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 That was my bad. Bullshit, Izzy said, offering <gasps> Gabby a bite of the ice cream. Are they gonna fuck? I hope. Gratefully, Gabby took a long slurp. Of the yummy ice cream and Slurp is up. Slurps up. Yeah, she just had a straw. It was just kind of like melted. <laughs> 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 she she's holding it in her hands loose. Yes. Uh patting her stomach. You liked the sparkly money pretty. What? You liked the sparkly money pretty, but you but if you really loved it, you'd be out of here. Sparkly money pretty? Yeah, you like the sparkly money, pretty. Maybe that's what it meant. <laughs> I like the idea that it's just sparkly money pretty. is like a single, <laughs> yes. single noun, yeah. Uh, it's one word. <laughs> Gabby sighed. You're right, she said. I fucked my teenage gardener. <laughs> I'm having sex with a giant dickwad because he's pretty, Izzy said. And he's not even good at sex. Are they talking about Alex? I don't know. What character are they talking about? 
I don't know who the baby's father is, Gabrielle added, started, starting to laugh. I think I'm attracted to women, oh. Izzy said. <laughs> that did not happen in Grey's Anatomy. Yes, it did. Well, they uh, with Callie, but not with Izzy. That's fair. Oh, if Izzy and a Callie had hooked up or something. Gabby well, paused. looking a little bit. <laughs> Mildly looking. Gabby paused. I see I can always bring the conversation. Oh, sorry. I see I can always bring the conversation to a dead halt. You're gay? (laughs) Gabby asked. Is that why you left modeling? Too much temptation. (laughs) What? (laughs) Gabby's like, so you want to fuck every woman you're around? Yeah. I get it. Is that not what being gay is? Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you when I told you what being gay is like. You just want to fuck every person of the same sex you're around. Yeah. Oh. Izzy snorted. Gabrielle, I like you, but that was a dumb thing to say, she said. Okay. Even for you, the master of dumb sounding one liners. Izzy's calling Gabrielle's homophobia out. She's getting fresh. (laughs) (laughs) I like Izzy better in this fanfic than I do in the entirety of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Uh, Gabrielle puffed out her chest and laughed. (laughs) (laughs) They're so fabulous, though, she said. Everyone thinks I'm too stupid to walk and chew gum. What's there? Like her tits? Is that why she put her chest out? I guess. So she's like, why wouldn't you want to fuck me? Look how my fabulous titties. (laughs) (laughs) My eye just started twitching. I said fabulous titties and your brain started falling out of your head. I'm malfunctioning. <laughs> Help me. Help me. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone thinks I'm too stupid to walk and chew gum. It's a cunning disguise. Yeah, and it worked out so well for you, Izzy pointed out, looking around the Solis home. How long is he in jail? A few months, Gabby said. I think I love him, Izzy. It's stupid, but I... Hey, you have ice cream on the corner of your mouth. I do? I'm gonna. Sh- I'm shaking. Izzy asked. Let me get it, Gabrielle said, leaning over and licking it off Gabby's <laughs> face. What if I just licked your face as I said that? You could. I could go get some ice cream on it. <laughs> if you want something tastier than my skin tastes. <laughs> Are you seriously trying to... Oh, sorry. Are you seriously trying to come on to me? Izzy asked, pulling away and gaping at Gabrielle. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Who was trying to smile her sly and smug smile? Is this your cunning disguise or... Are you just sure that anyone who would have sex with a woman wants to sleep with you? <gasps> Gabrielle folded her arms around herself to enhance her cleavage. Either. Both, she said. What do you say? They cut off right before the sex. Yeah. That's not fair. I mean, they cut off last time as well. <sighs> I respect you. Do, do you want to go to Susan, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or or what? we can switch i feel like we read two of them i feel like it was pretty long if anybody else wants to read this that is once again by jennifer oxana called where five housewives haven't gone before hell yeah now to play some cool tunes (laughs) (laughs) 
Coming at you live with little eagles. Hotel California live from 1976. Here on 83 Point Wisteria Gaze. <laughs> I would love to have a radio station. So would I. Okay, I've got another one for you. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> I thought you died. <laughs> I did. I, I left my body for oh, a thank minute. God. So this one is called wandering into the lion's den by <laughs> i didn't look at the name of the author before i read this oh no insane and happy about it Ooh, welcome to my twisted mind <laughs> <laughs> um rated m for what for moo moo i don't know <gasps> um <laughs> Moo-moos in this? I, would th- you would th- I feel like I'm high and I'm not high. Does, <laughs> does, does reading fan fiction give me a natural high? I think it's reading fan fiction gives you a natural high and also we're recording a video of this. Yes. And I feel like whenever we're on video together, our feral energy is just <laughs> amped up by like a million. Yes. I want to say something. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Normally I do a lot of female on female fan fiction. Okay. This is some boy on boy action we're doing. Man on man action, I would say. Man on man. I'm going to wait to get into it before I let you know who it is. It's rated M for man. (laughs) It's rated M for man. This is a M slash M. Okay. I will say I'm reading. I want to read the opening. Okay. Because insane and happy about it. Put a very funny disclaimer at the top. Warning. Mature sexual contents. Parenthesis. 100% 100% over 18s, exclamation point, in parenthesis. M slash M, parenthesis. Yes, that does mean sex between two men, XD, close parenthesis. They also want to apologize that there's not much of a story. It's just one of the characters wandering in and having sex with the other <laughs> character. <laughs> okay. So I, I, they also said that if you leave them a review, it makes your day brighter. This Aww. was published in 2012, so I don't know if they're still checking the reviews on this. But this is Wandering Into the Lion's Den. Did you want to say something before we start? I was going to say, I they shouldn't have to apologize for the lack of plot. <laughs> no, it's fan fiction. We come for the sex. We come for the sex, especially yes. if it's rated M for man. Yeah, M for man. Okay, I'm very excited to, to for the reveal of who this is about. Okay. Okay. The door made a soft screeching sound as Tom Scavo pushed it open. Okay. He'd knocked five times, but nobody answered. He would have assumed nobody was home had he not seen the bathroom lights on and had Mike not specifically asked him to come over and bring a wrench. What's Mike going to do with that wrench? He's going to stick it in his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Hel- he's gonna uh, he's gonna put it on his dick and spin it around. <laughs> is that how sex with men work? That's, yeah. yeah, surely. Yeah. Uh, hello, Mike. I brought that wrench you asked me for. His voice boomed around the empty space. Tom mentally shook himself up for shook himself and told himself to man up. He was getting spooked because it was dark outside. He hurried to the nearest light and closed the door behind him. He hoped Mike wouldn't get angry at him letting himself in. He did bring the wrench after all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I made eye contact with Rachel. 
I want everyone to know video and podcast for my girlfriend is about 25 feet away from us listening to us read fan fiction and is slowly just making a shell. You know what? If you can't handle the heat, get out of the fan fiction. Oh, fuck. Are you even home? When his question wasn't answered, Tom added the following. Well, okay then. I'll just leave it here on your coffee table and I'll go. He went, I don't know why I'm acting so much. <laughs> I he love went it. inside the living room towards the coffee table. Once the tool was down, Tom took a second to look at the vacant room in front of him. He could easily tell Mike was a single man living on his own mm-hmm. from the messy state of his carelessly thrown clothes or magazines. It wasn't cluttered. Didn't even compare to his house on a normal day with having four kids. Just messy in a strictly manly manner. Oh. <laughs> This was the first time Tom set foot into the into Mike's house on his own since the plumber only moved onto the street a few weeks ago. Oh, so this is like oh, this is early season one. Early season one, Mike. Ooh. He remembered the first time Mike made an appearance. He turned quite a few heads. No big surprise since he was so yummy. There was an ellipsis. I, I got to give it a little energy. He's got to slurp him up. He's got to slurp him up. He was one of the he was one of the guilty heads in question. And if he was being honest, he had to admit his mouth went quite dry. Of course, this was just one of his dirty little fantasies. There was no way he would ever act on it. He was a married man after all, and he loved Lynette as much as he wanted to rip Mike's shirt to pieces. His family came first. <laughs> <laughs> Tom wasn't sure he would still think the same way if faced with his secret heart's desire all alone in his house. So he decided he had to get out while he still had the chance. As soon as he turned, he was forced to stop. He missed his chance. (laughs) His jaw dropped slightly open and his body refused to budge. Holy shit. Was that Mike standing in front of him with only a towel around his nether region? Oh my god, like in Grey's Anatomy! Like in Grey's Anatomy! (laughs) Water trailing down his chiseled muscles. Holy shit! Second time in the same paragraph. Hey Tom, thanks for bringing that. Sorry I didn't hear you, I was in the shower. Mike smiled lazily while running a hand through his wet hair. His eyes studying Tom carefully. uh, Maybe studying. They put studying, yeah. studying Tom carefully. His eyes had a mischievous twinkle in them. Tonight was one of those nights where he just had to have some fun. And Tom Scavo was the perfect sacrificial lamb. You know, because he's got that wrench. <laughs> going to cut him open and sacrifice him to God. <laughs> you okay, man? He took a step towards the paralyzed, dirty blonde and watched with growing satisfaction as Tom flinched. Oh, this was exactly the sort of fun he had in mind. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So, uh, wrench on the table. Um, I should get going. Yeah. Tom backed away and made an incriminating mistake. He took his eyes off Mike. The lion pounced. Oh, it's going in the lion's den. Now the Mm -hmm. name of the fanfic makes sense. (laughs) The lion pounced, and before the lamb understood what was happening, he was being devoured. Tom had a second to gasp (laughs) This is about cannibalism. (laughs) Mike is just eating him. Um, Tom had a second to gasp softly before his lips were controlled by Mike. Large, strong hands ran across his shirt and soon pressed against his bare skin, sending his entire nervous system ablaze. Mike was all man. His strong scent, his powerful muscles. I just, it's funny for me because I don't look at men in a very sexual manner. (laughs) So it's just like, I'm like, wow, this is how the other half lives. 
which is wild. Oh, man. The sort that was in control. Rough, but not pushy. His tongue rubbed against Tom in a tetanizing manner? His what? His tongue rubbed against Tom's tongue in a tetanizing manner. Like a tetanus shot? Yeah, like a tetanizing manner. That's what it says. Until the other gave in fully and the two slippery muscles danced together in tune. The slippery muscles of the tongue. (laughs) Tom wasn't sure how he ended up on the couch with Mike on top of him, where his shirt had gone, or why his jeans and boxers were being pulled down. All no. he knew is that he didn't want it to stop. Oh. So it's consensual. Okay, he's just like, he's just like, how is all this happening? <laughs> Dicks out. And he's like, whoa. No, it's consensual. I okay. believe. Um, good, good, good. Yes. Because uh, he said he doesn't want this to stop. Mike's cording muscles branched along his arms when he flexed. Then Tom had to bite his lower lips to stop from moaning. Sure, he had a few dirty dreams involving this hunk from across the street. But the real deal was so, so so much better mike's slight <laughs> sorry mike's slight stubble scratched his skin as he moved away from the lips to the throat his tongue lashed out in a snake-like manner licking a trail all the way down from his jaw to his collarbone mike's thin lips closed around his shoulder skin and he bit not so gently leaving a blazing red mark Tom was too far gone to understand the implications of a sex mark. What if Lynette saw it? What would her assumption be? No. He refused to think of his wife. Not while he was being fucked by another man. (laughs) I only think of my wife when I'm being fucked by another man. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Oh, the next sentence is very funny. Mike's lips descended even further and closed around a perky nipple. I love a perky nip. (laughs) Noting the wine Tom made in response. Mike had noticed Tom's looks from the moment he got out of his car. And every time Tom turned away, he missed seeing Mike's grin. The more time passed, the more he'd found himself wanting to do this, but had no intention of breaking up a marriage. Until now, I guess? I guess. (laughs) That's why he invited Tom over to see if he would come. Oh, my God. Like... Like, both meanings. What? Like, to see if he would come. (gasps) (laughs) I didn't even get that. I think you're a genius. Yeah. I think this person who wrote this (laughs) is a genius. When he, he'd half expected for Tom to refuse and was quite pleased when the lamb wandered into his den. The things that followed were out of his control. Oh, my God. There's a little bit longer. Um... Tom involuntarily bucked his hips when Mike grazed his abs and licked along his ribs. He never yeah. <laughs> get in those ribs, get those baby. barbecue, get that barbecue mm, sauce up in my there. baby, 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 back, baby, Chili's back. baby, back ribs. You gotta lick them. You gotta lick them. He never knew he was sensitive there. He was also very aware of where Mike's hands were. They rested on his thighs, just below his twit. Say it. Look in my eyes and say it. <laughs> his. <laughs> Look at me. (laughs) Say it. (laughs) I sound like a tea kettle. Beneath his twitching member. Beautiful. Just (laughs) out of reach in a teasing fashion. Was he supposed to beg for that delicious friction? (laughs) Because he was ready to do that. Mm. Luckily, Mike picked up on his growing impatience and decided to reward him with a courtesy stroke. A courtesy stroke. This one's for you, dude. (laughs) 
it. You look like you need a little bit of a stroke. I'll give you a single one. One stroke. I don't want you to want it that bad. <laughs> Why is this the most fun we ever have? His fingers closed around the shaft and moved along it so suddenly that Tom, 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 I'm, I'm flustered. Tom gasping and moaning from the unexpected wave of pleasure mike's movements were rapid and oh so good at that rate tom wasn't going to last long and mike's sinfully amazing tongue tracing circles around his perky nipples (laughs) he was a goner (laughs) just as everything was about to be pushed over the proverbial edge everything came to an abrupt stop oh no who's here tom whined and furrowed his brow in confusion where was the damn pleasure mike he could hear mike's soft chuckle and some noises he was fumbling around tom looking for something what the fuck could be so fucking important that he couldn't wait a fucking second? This is, I want to say this is the writing. This is not me. Um, <laughs> to say Tom was pissed was an understatement. He wanted Mike's hand back on his cock where it belonged, <laughs> not to the couch for looking God knows for, for looking for God knows what. As for the answer to his previous question, his answer was obvious when a lubricated finger Pushed inside his tight entrance. (laughs) His tight entrance. Okay. The intrusion was completely unexpected, and Tom's spine bridged. He wasn't a virgin down there, at least not finger-wise. He'd gone all the way with other another. Wait, he'd never gone all the way with another man, but he'd done other stuff. In some ways, Mike Delfino would be his first. Mike continued. To study Tom's quickly changing expression. With each thrust of his fingers, the blonde expelled some sort of curse or lewd noise, and it didn't take long until that wasn't enough. Mike added another two di- two digits? Three. Like he put 24 fingers inside <laughs> of him. He has both hands inside, <laughs> making sure Tom would, would be stretched properly for what's to come. Beautiful. The incinerating wall of muscles swallowed his digits greedily. Gulp. <laughs> he shuddered to think of how those same muscles would close around his neglected cock. Deeming him ready, Mike pulled back and wasted no time slipping on a condom. Safe sex. Safe sex. Safe Stay sex. Stay safe. Always wear a condom. Always. <laughs> Protect yourself. <laughs> Tom's long legs were hooked over Mike's shoulders, displaying great dexterity from the blonde. Mike leaned to capture the full panting lips below him before diving. His erection. All the way in. Hell yeah. He swallowed Tom's shocked noise and paused a moment, giving him some time to get used to the feel of being entered by someone much more filling than some fingers. Mike's tongue concentrated on Tom's sensitive skin along the ridges of his arched throat. It was his way of soothing and calming the other man. Mike, Mike, move. What? Mike didn't need to be asked (laughs) twice. (laughs) He was more than happy to comply with the lamb's wishes. He was big enough to manage hitting Tom's sweet spot without having to waste any effort looking for it. And when that switch was turned on, it was like watching a man come completely undone. I promise it's almost done. It was a sight worth seeing. Mike continued to deliver thrust after perfect thrust, rocking Tom's entire frame. Uh, What? Uh, With the power of his movements, basking both of them in a fresh sheen of sweat their raspy breaths and incoherent words mixed in a perfect symphony of desire and lust the heat radiating from their burning bodies was intense enough to ignite the house on fire it wasn't surprising when tom was finally hit head on by his orgasm an orgasm resembling a fast moving train okay (laughs) strong enough that tom was reduced to seeing stars and turning to mush in mike's arms (laughs) he's like completely taken out (laughs) he dies after this (laughs) 
Mike continued to thrust a few more times into Tom's considerably tighter entrance. <laughs> Did it get tighter? Before he lost all manner of control, he fell across Tom's sated body, drained from the workout of sex. His skin was damper than he, when he just got from out, got out from under the shower and he hoped he wouldn't catch a cold. Mike just fucked this man's brains out and he's like, man, I hope I don't get sick tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a little <laughs> cold coming. I'll have to get some Thamiflu. <laughs> God. <laughs> I feel a little too relaxed. I think I opened myself up to something. <laughs> Holy shit, Mike. What the, f- what the fuck was that? Tom's words were still raspy and his throat was raw from the screaming. <laughs> he was screaming. Everyone's like, that Mike Delfino is awfully suspicious. We keep hearing noises come out from his house in the middle of the day. We keep hearing screaming of another man. Maybe he did kill Martha Huber. (laughs) Tom wondered if Lynette heard him screaming from all the way across the street. Holy shit. That, that was you welcoming onto Wisteria. That was you welcoming me onto Wisteria Lane. Thanks. Mike had a cocky grin playing on his lips that made his entire face look 20 years younger. Sure thing. Anytime. And that was that. Wow. I want to give that one a round of applause. <laughs> oh, yes. Who yes, wrote yes, that yes. again? Um, <laughs> Insane and happy about it. Okay. On fanfiction.net. And what's it called? Wandering into the lion's den. Beautiful. Let's keep the sexy train going. Ooh, we're getting sexy still? I'm worried this might stop some of the sexy momentum. Okay. I also want to want people to be able to skip this if it makes them upset um i found a george williams fan fiction an explicit george williams fan fiction oh no it's rated m for man but there's only one who does george George. williams fuck who do you think it's it's Brie. I start crying. I cannot read this. I want to know. I can you show me? <laughs> I want to know about these strangers like me. Um, I I also like I I feel like we should put in the timestamp in the description of the episode in case sure. people would like to skip it, please. Um, because that is fair. I just thought this was a really I did just read thing. explicit gay sex to people, and you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever it's not george is it but i mean we 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 warned people at the beginning we were gonna get explicit getting... um this is all also 100 percent consensual mm-hmm. and, yes. and and things like that i would never read a fan fiction that is not i no, don't think no, yes. no, no, no. um it is called hole in one by oh i guess i wrote it because it's liz toroid like like asteroid but with liz in the beginning of it uh on fanfiction.net hole in one like hole you know like your hole <laughs> which one there's multiple holes you get to decide that for yourself i can't tell you which hole you're thinking <laughs> of <laughs> please please king read this to me i'm gonna let it okay. wash over me i'll do i'll do character voices for both of them okay thank you should i do the same brie voice as earlier or a different one a same brie voice okay. we gotta stay consistent this is the canon of our world you know okay hole in one George Williams, a pharmacist in the town of Fairview, had been seeing Bree Vandekamp, a doctor's wife, for almost two months now, and on this day, he had taken her to a mini golf course. Not the usual place for a date, but Bree didn't think anything of it, since she saw it as they were friends. I like the exposition they're mm-hmm. giving us, so maybe people who don't watch Desperate Housewives could come to this and still find um, enjoyment from yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> 
was going to say something else. Um, <laughs> Still get off. Yes. yes yeah. 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 Uh, I'm terrified. <laughs> Brie liked George. She'd always gotten along with him and he was always cheery whenever she was picking up Rex's medication from the, sorry, form the pharmacy and he served her. He always gave service with a smile. Although, on the other hand, Rex was always wary of George's niceness and his breeziness towards Bree. Yes. Rex often wondered if George had a thing for his wife. He is right. Yes, he was right. He was completely right. So now, Bree had just taken her shot on the eighth hole at the mini golf course, and the ball had went just narrow of the hole. I'm sorry, the word hole is now making me laugh every time I hear it. Uh, She giggled and shrugged, letting George step up to the spot to take a shot at his ball. The redhead stood just to the side of him and giggled a little. Her perfume filled his head in the cool breeze, and her laughter sang in his eardrums. It's written beautifully so far. It's gore- I'm, I, I can see it, you know? George stood still for a moment to regain his focus before she began to whisper and chant, Miss it. Oh, sorry. Miss it. I can't do that with a British accent. Miss it. Miss it. This is it. just the scene. It's very well, it's like literally what happened in the scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's just that. What if they just wrote <laughs> the scene from Desperate Housewives yeah, with no change? But they marked it NC-17 anyway. <laughs> And he glanced at her when her breath on his neck sent shivers along his spine, making the short hairs on the nape of his neck stand on end. Once he had turned back to to concentrate on the ball, he felt aroused suddenly when she let her fingers walk up his back. Iconic moment, which was in a lot. It was in our in memoriam. A lot of people pointed out the moment where George got a boner during golf. Yes. I'm glad that we get to bring it back now. This is for all of you. (laughs) If you're still listening. (laughs) Okay, George, time's up. Take your best shot, she smiled to him. He felt a certain tightness in his groin. I, I'm not ready. <laughs> is that not a good George voice or is that just perfect enough? It's perfect. It sounds like a smurf, kind of. Okay. There are people waiting. Come on. He swallowed. I just need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> The family behind had been waiting for some time since Bree had insisted on George putting on. Sorry, pudding. You can't put the word pudding in a (laughs) golf golf setting. Putting on sunscreen and he lending her his golfing glove. (laughs) Yeah, you just have golfing gloves for mini golf. (laughs) That's so funny. But now they didn't seem to too bothered and just moved on to the next hole george mentally thanked them as he looked down brie saw the family leave then she saw why george do you have an erection (laughs) he held on to the golf club tighter feeling himself growing harder as he looked at as he looked at her creamy legs In those golfing shorts. Her creamy legs. Yeah. And the uh, soft curves of her hips, her slender waist, and perfect breasts. How was he seeing her breasts? Uh, you know, because her breasts are on her milky, creamy legs. <laughs> her breasts are her knees. Yes. <laughs> They're like knee pads what, at what this if point. He has, like, like those, you know, those like uh, prank x ray glasses? Yeah. That people would be like, I can see your panties. That's, yeah. what, he's, that's what he's wearing. God. Right now. Um, George nodded and gave a pathetic whimper in response when he laid his eyes on her. 
She swallowed and bit her lip, and an eyebrow raised. You have to get rid of it. She scolded him. Oh, she's a dumb mommy. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one way. That's Jennifer Coolidge. (laughs) You're right. There's only one way. He told her. I I know. (laughs) Oh, she questioned. George now stood holding his hand in front of his bulge in his trousers and quickly dragging her off into the shade under a large weeping willow tree. They're in a golf course. (laughs) Yes. Hidden from any view. And he kissed her deeply, passionately. Brie let him. She had not had any contact of the sort from Rex in over four months, and she craved to be touched in the way George was. This is when George is, or Rex is still alive, right? Rex is alive here, yes. Oh, wow. Uh, swiftly, he got them both to the ground and lay on top of Bree. They're in public! <laughs> Rig- I mean, but they can't be seen by anybody because of the big we- weeping willow. <laughs> uh... Swiftly, he got them both to the ground and lay on top of Bree, wriggling out of his trousers and boxers as he tugged down Bree's golfing shorts. <laughs> Finding she was wearing no panties. <gasps> no, she's going commando <laughs> yeah. under her golf shorts. And he quickly thrust into her. What? Ripping a ragged moan from her throat. Okay, he's not having safe sex, and that's no. why George is a villain. Yes. Safe sex. Wear a full body condom. (laughs) Wear a full latex suit when you have sexual relations. And go fully inside. (laughs) It didn't take long for George to climax. Obviously. It had been a long while since he had had any sexual release. And he rolled off Brie panting, leaving her completely puzzled and almost shamed. What? That's valid, girl. You just fucked George. Uh, At what had just happened. She looked to him and frowned in disarray. As George simply said, Hole in one! (laughs) And smirked. (laughs) So he'd got one up on Dr. That's bolded. Vandekamp. (laughs) Hole in one! (laughs) He just screamed that after he fucked. Somebody. And then, yeah, and then somebody off to the side was like, oh, I didn't know there was a, a course over there. <laughs> um, oh, my God. And then there's an en- there's an ending author's note that said, should I continue? Let me know. When was this poem posted? Oh, that's a good question. This was posted November 21st, 2008. I wonder if they ended up doing more. I don't think, th- I mean, there's no more chapters for this. Oh, no, yeah. Rip. Um, but if you want to read that in your own time, Liz Toroid. Oh. On fanfiction.net called Hole in One. Amazing. So we decided to hold off on the super wild, really long one until our next time because it's very long. It is very wild. And we're going to close out with a uh, fan submission. Yes. Uh, Friend and fan, Annie Amen. This is called A Breath Away. (gasps) Ooh. This next piece has a content warning for miscarriage as it um, kind of surrounds the episode where Gabby fell down the stairs and lost her baby. So be aware, the timestamps will be in the episode notes if you need them to skip. Hell yeah. How do we want to do this? So I'm seeing that we get a little bit of Brie, we get a little bit of Gabby. Do we want to cast who plays who? Sure. Uh, 
Do you want to be Brie? Sure, because you've been being Brie a lot this, yeah. this episode. Yeah, I'll be Brie. I'll be Brie. I'll do a different voice for Gabby. <laughs> okay, I'll do. I'll probably do just like my impression of Brie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do my impression of Gabby. Oh, perfect. Okay. Who do we want to read the narration? Um, we can switch back and forth. Cool. I'll start. Sure. Brie Vandekamp sat next to a hospital bed, palms folded neatly in her lap. Sensations occupied her attention. The smell of antiseptic, the steady beep of heart rate monitors. They were once features she had found comforting about her late husband's workplace. Oh, nice little drop about Rex being a doctor. Mm -hmm. More than the show did most of the time. (laughs) Now they were a painful reminder of the last moments she and Rex had spent together. And here she was again sitting in nearly the same room in which Rex had died mere weeks ago. Gabby nodded in response to the doctor's calm explanations, asking if she understood the thing she had known the moment she fell down the stairs. Her baby was gone. The ultrasound photo was propped up against an untouched cup of water on the side table. Gabby had barely taken her eyes off it since Bree handed it to her in the ambulance. Her hair and makeup were still done up, looking as if she'd just stepped off a catwalk. She would have looked completely out of place in a hospital gown if not for the ugly bruise dashed across one delicate cheekbone. Earlier, Bree had watched the EMTs cut Gabby out of her too tight blue dress. It's hem-stained dark red. Oh, wow. Uh... They had wiped her down clinically and covered her in a horrible wool blanket, and Brie had almost expected Gabby to make a joke about its unflattering shape, but she had spoken barely two words together since the moment Brie found her at the bottom of the stairs. The doctor handed Gabby a clipboard, and she signed a few pages, and then they were gone. They were alone again in the room. They said I have to leave whenever I'm ready. Gabby held up a prescription paper uh, in two fingers. Have to get this filed. (laughs) Of course, Brie replied, soothing immediately, a hand rubbing gently up and down Gabby's forearm. I'll take a taxi back to your house and get you something to wear, then we'll stop by a 24-hour pharmacy on the way home. Gabby hadn't turned her gaze away from the door. A minute went by, filled by steady beeping and a heady touch of skin on skin. Brie... Thank you, Gabby murmured. Eventually, I changed <laughs> the first it. Gab- she, did she have like a frog in her throat? <laughs> she, she, had, she cleared her throat. She, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gabby murmured eventually, her voice thick. With Carlos gone, I don't know what I'd... It's been so long since I've lived alone, and you ha- if you hadn't come, I... Honey, I'm just glad I can help. This is what friends do. And that was true. Lynette or Susan would have done the same thing to help, but privately, in the shadowed corners of her conscious conscience i always mess that word up so do i brie was pleased it was her sitting at gabby's bedside it may have been her sewing expertise that led gabby to ask for her help but brie wanted it to have something more you don't have to worry i'm here for you finally this gabby so romantic yeah. <laughs> i have a little goosey bump <laughs> finally gabby turned to look at her and brie wasn't surprised to see the tears pooling along uh, her long li- her lash line oh she opened her mouth to speak, then closed it again, shaking her head as if in apology. Bree's heart rose into her throat. Oh, honey, she whispered. Honey, oh, oh, honey. <laughs> she whispered, <laughs> moving to sit beside her on the hospital bed. Gabby leaned forward and wrapped her arms tight around Bree, her face pressed into Gabby's shoulder as she shook silently. Bree held her tightly, running a firm palm up and down the length of Gabby's spine. They only separated when the nurse came in to remove Gabby's IV and detach her from the heart rate monitors. Um, is me? Yeah. 
You'll be okay for a little while. I promise. I'll be back in a half an hour. Bree didn't want to leave, Gabby sighed. But the sooner they were out of there, the better. She got up, moving the chair back to the wall and sliding her purse under her shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I'll be fine, Gabby said dismissively, wiping away the tear tracks with the back of her hands. It's just, you know, cramps. The doctor said the painkillers would help with that. Brie nodded. She understood that pretending the pain was from something else could offer a safe distance from unbearable realities. Impulsively, Brie leaned down and pressed a kiss to Gabby's cheek. As she tried to straighten, however, Gabby held her there. <gasps> they were face to face, noses almost brushing. <laughs> a sudden f- flush swept over Bree's cheeks as she looked between Gabby's eyes. Was it her imagination? Or did Gabby's gaze fall once to her lips? Her stomach leapt, but in the next moment, Gabby pulled her in for a final oh, quick hug. Teasing us. Bree promised she'd be back in a flash, forcing herself to walk from the room. On the drive back to Wisteria Lane, Bree tried to focus on the tasks at hand, but she couldn't stop thinking about the look in Gabby's eyes. How close they had been. Merely a breath away. The Whoa. name of the fan fiction. That was... I got a little wow. goosey bug. Such a, such a different tone than what we've been <laughs> reading. Not, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. We went from like wild public fucking and adultery <laughs> to like really beautifully tender... Moments shared between two women. It's what you call a wind down. <laughs> we we got everybody so every, horny. You know, every workout needs a cool down period. Yeah, because you know you want to keep your muscles uh safe. And, yeah, and w- so this is our cool down. Yeah, and we're so glad that that was submitted by a dear friend and listener. That's awesome. So listeners, truly, if you ever write fan fictions, silly, serious, whatever, if you email them to us or post them in our Discord, we yeah. will absolutely read them. Yeah, uh, most definitely. <laughs> And with that, we have been Wisteria Gaze. If you want to find us on Twitter or Instagram, you can find us at Wisteria Gaze on Twitter and at Wisteria Gaze underscore on Instagram. You can also find us on our website, WisteriaGaze.com. Or Wisteria.gay. The best URL of all time. (laughs) And also on that website, you can find a link to our merch page as well as a link to our Patreon. Our Patreon is great. It's a pay what you can. And you get access to things like our show notes. You get access to ad-free episodes, ad-free episodes as well as patron shout-outs. Yeah. And so we just want to take the next minute right now to shout-out our patrons. I want to shout-out AJ. Alan. Annie. Cheryl. Elise. Helena. Lisa. Liv. Nadia. Rebecca. And Tom. Thank you so much for being our patrons and supporting us. Yes, truly your support means the world. We're so glad to have you a part of the Wisteria Gays family. It's Hell great. yeah. Thank you so much. And if you want to find us personally, you can find me, Liz, on any social media at The Pigeon Wizard. You can find me, Mackenzie, at Mackenzie Wilkes. Hey, Mackenzie. Yeah? I love you. I... <laughs> I love you too. I love being unbelievably horny with you. I love being unbelievably horny with you. Uh, And I am so proud. We've got 10,000 freaking downloads. 10,000 freaking downloads. Here's to 10,000 more. Here's to 10,000 more. Clink. (laughs) And to everyone else out there, stay juicy. Stay juicy. Stay juicy.